0: the Nomberg Law Live podcast. Each week we have interesting conversations with people in their areas of expertise. I'm Bernard Nomberg with the Nomberg Law Firm in Birmingham, Alabama, and my guest this week is Brittany Barrow, a longtime friend. Brittany is a person who loves to read. She organizes uh, book clubs and has just so many fun things to talk about that during the pandemic she has done when it comes to reading and encouraging her children to read and gives us some really great resources, including local libraries, local bookstores, and the like. I think you'll enjoy this episode of nomberg Law Live podcast. If you like this episode, please consider giving us a five-star rating and a review, and subscribing will ensure that you get each Podcasts as they come out on a weekly basis. Thank you again. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's Bernard Nomberg. We're back for our weekly episode of Nomberg Law Live each Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central. And I am so pleased to have longtime friend Brittany Barrow with us. Good morning, Brittany. How are you doing? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I I hope that you are uh, back home, warm, safe, and dry (laughs) from your awesome experience and trip out to Alaska. Everybody doing okay?
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm so happy to be in my own bed, but yes, it was great.
0: (laughs) Very, very good. We'll get back to that in a in a few minutes, but and I love your earrings. Oh, thank uh, you. Awesome. And that's that's our theme for today. We are talking about reading and why it's so important in today's world. We've had the pandemic for almost a year now, but even bigger than that, in the age of of social media, where looking at a phone for whatever reason or the attention uh, levels, I, I read a study uh, not too long ago, that says, we now have the attention span of a guppy, which, <laughs> which is yeah. not very long, yeah. but uh, but Brittany, I know that you have a, a love for reading that you've passed on to your children, and you also share that out through social media, Brittany Barrow Reads, but before we uh, we dive into all of that, tell us a little bit more about yourself, and, and why is it that to you, reading is, has become, or is, so important? um
1: so about me i'm um 32 now um and i've been reading since i was little um i mean i don't remember a time that i didn't read and i'm not really sure why it's not like my mom was a big reader but we always would go um to the springville road library um in like center point area <laughs> which is where i'm from and it was just my favorite place i always felt really safe there um my mom would just let me wonder because she would you know she knew where I would be so um it was just kind of like an escape uh I remember when I first read the book and saw the Matilda movie I I just like was like yes like I feel the same way about books but um I'm a history student I had to take this past two semesters off first um I was like well I just had a kid another baby so I'll wait and then COVID. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to finish that bachelor's because I want to get my master's in library science. So that's um, just what I've decided I wanted to do. I have a few friends who already did it, the same program at Alabama. They have jobs they love. So, and as far as why uh, reading is so important for me and why I have stressed the importance to my kids, I mean, obviously there's just the goal of reading comprehension. Um, The more you read every single day, you know, the higher your reading level, the better you do in every subject at school. Mm -hmm. You just comprehend things. And also, um, we have something to talk about. My daughter and I will um, read like the same middle grade fantasy series. And it's a really good way for us to kind of connect um, because she is 11. So, everything's like different now than it was a year ago so um that's just something we can talk about and have in common but um yeah we all need a break right now I think from how bad it's been so let's read I'd like to read about how much worse it is and like you know pretend worlds than it is here makes me feel better
0: (laughs) well it's a great escape regardless of the genre of type of book that you enjoy it, Mm -hmm. it gets you out of your current world and puts you into Either a fictional or non-fictional, whatever it is, science fiction, whatever it may be, you type in yeah. the world. But it sounds like that you and your older daughter have, can form a book club. Is that is that evolved <laughs> yet, or yeah, is it just um, the two of y'all?
1: Yeah, it's pretty much just me and her. But um she w- read them so much faster than I had time. She read like an eight book series in like. A couple of days and they're like thick books but I did um, get to do a little review video of the first book with her on my YouTube channel and she loved that and it was really amazing to get the perspective and the review of like the actual target audience of a middle grade and um, just see what it was about it that made her want to read it because that's interesting to me so it helps me recommend books to her in the future.
0: Well, and that's I want to I want to go back to your childhood. I think you partially answered this. Was what was either one of the books that you remember from your earliest childhood, or made the biggest impression, or what's a favorite childhood book?
1: Um, so I was really obsessed with Laura Ingalls Wilder when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So all of the Little House books. Um, that I read them over and over again. And my mom, anytime she found like a special edition or a book about the actual author, she would get them for me for like my birthday or for Christmas. And um, I don't know why I loved those books so much, but um, those especially. And then when I got into middle school, I read Harry Potter and I had to wait for the next, I think I had to wait for the fifth book, the sixth and, and the seventh. So um, I was like, went to a lot of midnight releases, and mm-hmm. met a lot of people, and it's just, the community was so great for, like, a 13-year-old.
0: Well, I was just getting ready to say that, it, particularly when there's a series that's so popular, our family rule has always been, you can't go see the movie mm-hmm. until after you've read the book. Is that yeah. is that a yes. similar thing that you do?
1: Yeah, and, I make the mistake sometimes of seeing the movie too soon after I've read the book. And then I'm just like, not able to fully enjoy the movie that happened to me recently uh, with um, I'm thinking of ending things. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you watched that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It was, it's a Charlie Kaufman movie, but I hated it and I loved the book. So that was my fault. I shouldn't have done that.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, it's, you can't, you can't squeeze a, a 400 page novel into an hour and a half. Uh, yeah. movie you, you have to leave out some parts but the one that i thought was the closest was the thomas harris silence of the lambs book and then the movie i don't know if you read those
1: i uh, i've just seen the movie but i like the movie um i'm glad to know that because like, i mean the movie is great
0: <laughs> well then there's also a precursor book called red dragon that kind of yes. introduces you uh to francis doleride but that's that movie and that book the Uh, Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, Silence of the Lambs is by far the the closest to me uh, adaptation uh, from the book to the Mm. movie. But during this pandemic, when you've got two children at home and the whole world's trying to figure out uh, what's the best thing to do, how to stay occupied, how not to go crazy with things. I suspect that reading became even more important for you guys over this. So what? tell us a little bit about some of your approaches with the girls and maybe for yourself about borrowing books. Did you purchase books? Did you still uh, get them from the library or just go electronic? What what was your strategy for this? Um,
1: So as far as the girls, um, yeah, Jocelyn, we do love the library. so we definitely still use that we actually use that um, for every format um, we do i personally listen to a lot of audiobooks because like you said i am taking care of them all day so i'll just have like an airpod in one ear and um, especially nonfiction because i can retain it fine if i listen to it you know it's not a world that they had to build for me it's just like information so right. i can right. I, I listen to a lot of nonfiction. and as far as jocelyn if she gets really excited about a series, then um, I'll just like go to bookshop.org or I'll go onto to thank you books and I'll see if they have the rest of the series or if they have other books by the author. And I'll just go ahead and order them for her. Cause I'm like, if she's excited about a book, I'm going to, mm-hmm. but my littlest is obsessed with books. Um, Clara has like as many books as I do, I think. And she wants to read uh, like so many every day. That's what she does. She sits and plays with her books. But um, I accidentally bought her like way too many when I was in Alaska because they had a bunch of like (laughs) ones about like the animals, the environment. And I was like, she needs it. So I had to actually mail them home separately.
0: Oh, wow. You really did buy a lot of books.
1: Yeah, my luggage was too heavy. So
0: (laughs) Well, uh, Brittany, we got a bunch of folks in here that say hello to you. You may recognize some names. Jacqueline Marsh. Oh, of course. <laughs> Kimberly Wendell, or Wendell. I'm sorry if I don't pronounce it correctly. Uh, Ricky Simmons is watching. And we've had already a couple people roll off. I'm sorry I didn't catch them while they were here with us live. But I've put in the comments section the link to your YouTube channel uh, so people can click on that and subscribe. <laughs> it's, it's a growing channel, almost 200. Uh, subscribers how often do you post uh, videos and what's the inspiration
1: um so before the pandemic i was posting uh about twice a week um because it was really easy to film mm-hmm. you know jocelyn would be at school clara would take a nap i would just right. you know set up and film um unfortunately it's not that easy anymore Clara has stopped napping and Jocelyn is here all the time so I kind of just film as many videos as I can at once uh, when I have free time I'd love to go back to a set schedule because that's the the kind of person I am but um I actually have one I'm editing right now that I meant to get up before I went to Alaska and that um it's my least favorite books that I read of last year Uh, I already put up my favorite books but um My inspiration is probably just um, from the people that I've become friends with that are in the community, some that even live here that I actually know in real life. Um, They will, like, say, do a vlog, like reading books around a certain theme or topic, and then that'll be an inspiration to me. And I'll be like, oh, I have an idea similar to that. I want to do that. Um, I like reading vlogs so like a whole week or um, a particular read-a-thon. Mm-hmm. Um, those do really well on that platform as well. Um, just you can do a lot of pretty like b-roll with music and then you can also sit down and give your like real-time reaction to whatever you're reading. I like I basically I just like to make the videos that I like to watch. I don't enjoy like book hauls. I don't because I mean you can't really get any information from like hey i liked this book but people mm-hmm. love those those are probably the most popular videos on booktube so um yeah i just film when i have a second
0: <laughs> i know you're very busy uh celia says to say, tell you hello, uh, <laughs> hello celia. Brittany, Brittany, let's talk a little bit about book clubs during the pandemic pre-pandemic and post I know lots of people who are in book clubs and they centered around getting together once a month and having a nice dinner. But during the pandemic, that's that's been kind of altered and now doing them this way, like on online some way, it just takes, it just takes away a little bit of the interpersonal uh, experience. But have you, are you part of any book clubs? Do you participate in some way uh, with those?
1: Yeah, so I've had, I started a book club with, Jackie who's in the um we started a book club about 12 years ago in my little apartment living room and we are still going today um we do have you know members have come and gone but this current group I would say it's been about three or four years with this current group and both Celia and Jackie are in the book club um and it's my favorite thing it's been so much fun to know that i'm going to talk to people real humans once a month at least (laughs) um but yeah we we uh rotate every member gets a turn to pick a book um and we just go in order and then yeah we would get together at how at our whoever's hosting they would make the main dish and we would all bring sides or whatever and yeah we would stay for hours and hours and it was so much fun to talk about books and each other and now we have moved to zoom and it's definitely not the same but um it's so much fun every time like each time i'm like wow i really needed that i didn't even realize i needed to interact with other women and talk about books but yeah it's women only in this book club (laughs) Ah. our husbands are always like oh and i'm like i mean Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely not the same, but it's still important. I think it's good to still be able to talk to people, um, get that human connection, which is really what reading does for you. It helps you understand usually someone else's perspective. And I love to hear the way, you know, I'll give a book one star and my friend Stephanie will give it five stars. And I'll be like, how do we read the same book and so it's a good way to help understand other people
0: well you you've kind of answered a little bit of my next question but if if I wanted to start a book club and you're 12 years into to yours I know of one book club that's 25 or 26 years (laughs) strong uh, with the same group what are a couple of basic things that if somebody wants to start a club what do they need to consider
1: Um, I think you need to make sure that you're committed to whatever you say you're going to do, because it's really easy to say you're going to read this book and then the month gets away from you. So some people I know will only read, you'll know they'll read a book every few months because, you know, people may not have as fast of a pace. But the most important thing is just to make sure that, you know, if you join something, you want to try to commit to it the best you can because what's the point otherwise. And, um, I know a few people in my book club in particular, um, they've made the new year's resolution to, uh, read the book club books sooner rather than the last day.
0: The night but, um, of.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pulling an all I, nighter. <laughs> they do. And they'll listen yeah. you know, we'll listen to stuff on like two times speed try to <laughs> get through it. But yeah, I think that's really important. Also, what kind of book club you want to do? Do you just want to do, like, different genres? Are you a, a themed book club? Because um, there's a lot of tons of that, you know, like fantasy book clubs, nonfiction book clubs. Ours is anything. Like, you can pick whatever you want. Also, are you going to do, like, a paced reading? Like, okay, let's, we're going to tackle, you know, the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. So you need mm-hmm. to set a schedule. That's really helpful. And um, just make sure that you, you know, write down your feeling, your thoughts, or tab it or something just, um, and also I like to go through before the meeting and either look for questions that someone else has come up with online, or I like to sit down and think like, what do I want to talk about with this book, Um, but usually one, one question and then that'll get everyone going and they'll end up answering all of the questions that you were gonna ask anyway. But yeah, I think just like being uh, committed to it and I don't think you'll have an issue. It's, um, it's, it's such a good way to make sure you get a book read, you know, give yourself a deadline.
0: Well, clearly you've, you've enjoyed your time. So it sounds like you need a commitment. You have to have a commitment. You need a schedule, you need a theme and you need members who are equally as, as involved or, or committed to it as, as well. Guys, I'm talking with Brittany Barrow, we're talking about the importance of reading and why it's important for so many levels, so many different reasons, not just because we're during the pandemic, but in the age of social media, you know, our, our childhood experiences are different than the current childhood uh, experiences for those and many other reasons, but the thing that remains the same as the importance for reading. And I wanna talk about bookstores. You know, Amazon has been around for 20 plus years and it originally was a bookstore. It's far from that uh, or far from just that these days, but the big bookstores uh, versus what I'm sure that you also enjoy are the community bookstores. You mentioned Thank You Books. It's a place that i picked up or ordered from I think four times now in the past couple of months. I just I love local bookstores, but they're they're going away, unfortunately. Uh, what's your preference, uh, Brittany? Where? But if you're not borrowing from the library, where do you find the books you actually purchase when you're not also in Alaska?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yes. Yeah, so local bookstores are extremely important. Uh, they're they're important to the community. Um, they do so much um, for. Everyone, I sp- I'll talk about thank you books in particular. They host multiple right now virtual uh, book clubs that you can come to. They do author events where you can ask questions and listen. And they have really, so far, they've had really impressive guests. Um, they do when children are allowed in the store uh, story time for kids to come in. You know, you don't have to buy anything, you can just bring your kid and they can just like be read to and see books and meet people and other children and be, you know, interacted with community, which is important, especially some of the places in Birmingham, you know, where not everybody is equally privileged. It's good to just be able to go and, you know, no pressure to buy anything if you can't afford it. But I I definitely prefer to support small if I can. And there's so many ways now, even if you can't get to the store. Um, Thank You Books in particular has a pretty good website. Mm -hmm. You can do um, like a pickup. You don't even have to go inside if you don't want to, but they are open now. And I suggest you just go browse if you have a minute. Um, You can do bookshop.org and set your preference to a particular indie bookshop, which um, I also suggest it's the same. Basically, they have the same books that Amazon has for the same price. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're you're just giving a little bit of money back to the bookstore if they don't have that book that you wanted. I also recommend um, Libro FM. I don't know if you've heard of that. It is another, it's an alternative to Audible because it is not owned by Amazon and it is the same as bookshop. You you pick a an indie bookstore that you want to designate your share of profits to and Mm -hmm. so when you buy um your you know 14.99 book credit or whatever you know that portion of that goes back to your local store instead of very good amazon so but I also make sure to go every time I go on a trip I try to find one of the local bookstores and I try to go and buy at least one book while I'm there Mm -hmm. um when I was in Juneau my last day, I made sure my sister took me to um, the local bookstore downtown and I bought a couple of books. And um, while I was in the smaller towns like Talkeetna, um I went and I tried to buy local books. So I'm you know, interested in the uh, native Alaskans, um, all of the different cultures. So I bought a few things on that. Um, I, yeah, I just think you can, if you go into smaller bookstores, you'll have a better experience. They can help you find, you know, they'll listen to you, talk to you, they can recommend things, um, and also you can just look and cover by, and, um, you know, you can know that, like, this is going to another person in your community, you know, who also loves reading as much as you do, and uh, just helps spread it by helping them be sustainable. So, yeah, I think they're extremely important, and if you have the option, I know not everyone is privileged enough to have a, a bookstore like that in their neighborhood and maybe they can't afford it. And that's okay, no shame. But if you are privileged enough, I think it's important to make sure you, you spend the extra $2 and you get it from, a, you know, a, a person.
0: I don't know if they're still doing it, but speaking of thank you books, they, at the beginning of the pandemic, were making deliveries. If you live yes. within a, a certain radius, they made two deliveries to my house. I was very grateful. <laughs> yeah. uh, thankfully, I live within their delivery area. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree with you. Local and independent bookstores are so important. They're so much fun to begin with. They are usually fun. there are, are um, uh, pets that are the, the belong to the bookstore or the bookstore yep. belongs to the pets. Uh, they're usually around uh, in college towns uh, a lot of times you'll find them in the, the uh, business uh, districts and, and it's inevitably that one or two uh, cats will be hanging around or <laughs> yeah. a dog or whatever it may be. Uh, but Brittany, I want to talk a little bit about um, when you're, when you finished reading your, the books and they're not books you want to keep in your collection, you know, and display wherever it is in your house. What are your recommendations on how to, to dispose of the books? And when I say dispose, I don't mean throw away. right? But I, but I mean, what do you do with your books when you're done with them and it's time for, for someone else to have a turn?
1: So I usually do like a step system. The first one is just to ask, obviously, my book club and friends, like, <clears throat> does anybody want these? You know, I, I'm not going to ever read them, or I did read them, I'm not going to reread them. Um, And then you should also check with your library because a lot of them can take those and they'll use them in like their library book sales. Um, A lot of times they can't use those copies, you know, in rotation, but they can sell them and and help buy new books. Um, Sometimes they can use them. It's just different for each library system. Um, And then also we have, you know, Second and Charles. So if you want to go and try to make the tiniest amount of credit for your books um they're basically like GameStop like they'll give you like nothing but um you can do that and then there's little free libraries um all over the place and those
0: are just getting ready to go there (laughs) but
1: I love those we'll
0: come back to that
1: (laughs) they're amazing that's a great place to go and and put some even some books you did like that you probably won't reread and you want more people to read it I know um a lot of people who who I mean that's where they get their books
0: um well, for people who don't know what little free libraries are <laughs> describe them
1: so little free libraries are essentially little they look like little bird houses um for books and people can build them you can you can literally put one where if, if you have a house and you want to put one there you can um a lot of times communities will have them though and yeah you go it's like a give one take one kind of thing um if you want to go and get a book and you're able and um, you have one to replace it with obviously do that but it's also to help people who you know don't have the money for books that's a you know a very non-essential item sometimes when you're you know you don't have your job right now so it's a really it's it's a good place usually it's you can walk to it usually you know it's right down the street from you Um, but I, I definitely suggest just like Next time you're driving around your neighborhood, just keep an eye out for one of those little, I even have one on my Animal Crossing Island on my Switch. (laughs) So yeah, I
0: love them. They're so great. One of the the things that I love about my neighborhood, in addition to the sidewalks everywhere, is there are at least 11 little free libraries all through my, on my walking route. And (laughs) my daughters for years have begged me to get one for our house but there's one in each block going in different directions. And I just thought it was a little little overkill. So we've donated our books uh, to there and to to our local libraries. And I wanna welcome Chris and Mitch and some others who are here. We're talking with Brittany Barrow. We're just talking all things books and reading. And we've got just a couple of more minutes, Brittany. And I I sure appreciate you sharing your passion uh, for reading, uh, your passion for, for sharing Uh, that with others through your online uh, reviews. If folks wanna find you in addition to Brittany Barrow Books on YouTube, where else do you have a presence on social media?
1: Um, So I am pretty much Brittany Barrow Books on everything. I have a Twitter that's Brittany Barrow Books. Um, That's the one I use pretty much all the time. Um, And book Twitter is huge. So if you're interested in, you know, just reading people's thoughts, or talking to someone, or just like if you've heard of some maybe problematic things about a book or an author, you can check there. Believe me, they'll let you know. <laughs> um, they that's a fun environment. Uh, it can you know it's Twitter though, so caution. And then of course Instagram, um, Bookstagram is a really big thing. I'm very new to it. I've been a, a, a follower for a long time, but um, people take some incredible pictures of books. <laughs> and uh, I think bookstagram is a really big platform. It's getting bigger too.
0: Well, how can, um, if folks want to, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter, if they want to follow authors or they want to get into clubs through social media, what are some suggestions on how, how to, to find those things?
1: um so a lot of um publishers have started their own little like reading groups and and book clubs so you you just find the genre and even the age range that you're interested in so if you're interested in young adult there are so many there's um fierce reads is a popular one um and they have a presence on every social media platform um but also just, yeah, going to, to authors' pages. You can go to, the, they almost all of them have Twitters um, and they are constantly doing giveaways and posting their um, events where they'll be speaking um, virtually. So you can go and watch that if you're interested. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Instagram, they're also, you can literally type in a tag of an author's name and you can see, you know, who's posting, so a lot of times you will find people who have book clubs, who um, may be doing an author interview, so it's very searchable, very easy to access that kind of stuff, and I will also recommend if you, you know, just want to join something that is going to let you get a book every month, and if you want to talk about it with people, you have that opportunity, but there's no pressure, Um, there's the book of the month, which is a subscription, it's monthly, Um, And it's a great deal too. It's, it's a brand new hardback. Sometimes it's an early release too. And it's like 15 bucks. And um, that's a great deal because, you know, hardbacks are like $30. So,
0: well, that's, I'm, I'm a member of the Alabama Booksmith book of the month uh, club. We've been doing that for, for a few years now. And it's usually a first edition signed copy by the author And the recommendations that jake makes are just spot on i guess he must know what i like (laughs) Uh, but i i think of the the last 12 maybe 11 of them i've really enjoyed one which is kind of a dud but (laughs) but before we get out of here brittany i want you to to give us either a sneak peek of the next video that's coming out or give us a couple of your current most recent recommendations of books you've enjoyed before we get out of here
1: okay um i will mention just a couple of books I enjoy, because I, I think I said that I was doing least favorite books next,
0: yeah. but yeah, let's, let's stay on the, the good side. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, although, man, I love to rant, um, so I am currently reading, I'm halfway through, I don't know where it is, uh, it's my book club book, and I'm just really enjoying it, and that's um, The Heart's Invisible Furies, uh, by John Boyne. It's a chunk, it's like 600 pages, but it's so funny and so sad and it's really, really good so far. Um, but I would highly recommend um, Just Mercy by Brian oh. Stevenson. Yeah, I, I'm rereading it right now to tab stuff um, because the first time I read it was for Book Club and that we I had to hurry. So, but um, I would highly recommend that. It is nonfiction, but it's not written. Uh, in a dry way it's like reading a novel instead of you know about court cases (laughs) Uh, but it's really good I love that one Um,
0: it's a powerful book right there yes
1: I'm so grateful for it honestly Uh, especially if you're in Alabama it's important for you to read it I think and just kind of see Um, but I'm really into nonfiction right now that's what I keep buying I have to stop (laughs) but in honor of uh, my trip I just got back from I will say (laughs) One that I recommend to people all the time. It's still one of my favorite books ever. It's by an Alaskan author. Um, It is called The Snow Child. And the author is A.O. and Ivy. And if you are looking for just a beautifully written atmospheric Mm -hmm. book with a lot of character development, I would would highly recommend that one.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm going to give you a recommendation, one that I'm in the middle of. The Greatest Beer Run Ever. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> a memoir
0: of friendship, loyalty, and war. Uh, let's see, the authors are Chick Donahue and J.T. Malloy, and it's based on a true story, and I cannot put it down. It is a fantastic read set during the Vietnam War era. That uh, I'll just leave it at that, but the greatest okay. beer run ever. Brittany, thank you for spending some time with me today. This was awesome. I enjoyed this.
1: Me too. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, abs- absolutely. And guys, as, as I try to each week, interesting people in their areas of expertise. That's how we do our conversations. So thank you for all the, the people who've joined in and the comments. And Brittany, I would encourage you to go find the comments because there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of love for you today. I will. <laughs> absolutely. Well, guys, thank you. I hope, hope the rest of your week is a safe one. And as we do with Nomberg Law Live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, interesting people in their areas of expertise. You guys have a good week. Take care.